Hi there, my name is Nele Kajers and welcome to the ULAR Pare podcast, where we discuss topics of interest to the Pare community as well as to people living with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Today I'm joined by our guests Lena Mandrup Thompson from the Danish Rheumatism Association and Jeanette Anderson from Lupus Denmark. So stick around to meet them. On today's show, we will get to know how one of ULAR's member organizations has created a patient education program called Know Your Lupus and how this has helped patients manage their disease. There's a lot of ground to cover, so let's get started. Welcome and thank you for being here today, Lena and Jeanette. Hi, Nele. Hi, all. Hello. Lena, lupus is a weird disease, so I can understand that people might want to have some help after a diagnosis. Could you tell me about the background and the purpose of this patient education program, Know Your Lupus? Yes, I would like to. Well, we actually started, it's now about 10 years ago, because at that time there was a great focus on uh, the chronic diseases and the importance of patient education was uh, here in Denmark. And we found as an organization that it was uh, there was a great need for this patient education among patients with rheumatic diseases, especially among pa- uh, patients with lupus and their relatives because it's a quite rare disease and lupus patients are often treated in many different uh, hospital departments depending on their symptoms and therefore uh, meet many different professionals who doesn't know much about their lupus in general. And uh, so we discussed it with uh, our lupus network group who also found it very, very relevant and they would like to help to organize and all the practical things. And we had a contact to one of the bigger hospitals where they are treating patients with lupus here in Denmark. And they were also very uh, happy for the idea and wanted to support us. So we just get on with it. Yeah. So already from the start, a lot of people were involved. So how did you get started in implementing this program, Lena? Yes. Uh, first, uh, first of all, uh, we set up a meeting with a wide group of our members in our lupus network and in order to discuss what they wanted the program to focus on, what they had wished to know more about when they were newly diagnosed and how they wanted the program to be organized and so on. And uh, and we also had a contact to the health professionals working in hospitals with lupus and asked them what uh, and asked them to give input to the Uh, content of the program and uh, looked at the literature and we had a contact to Norway where the Norwegian uh, uh, organization had had some similar courses earlier on and then we just uh, sat down and uh, described it on a piece of paper and uh, get got on with it yeah uh, but of course we had to uh, make a project plan which was described it was quite uh, important because we also have to do some funding before we could get mm-hmm. started and uh, everybody who has uh, tried to do funding knows it takes time Absolutely. but we succeeded yeah yeah within a year's time or some and then we had the funding also to we also funded some money to uh, so we could employ a, a person to do the evaluation of the of the program. Now, Jeanette, you have been running the program in the Danish Lupus Group. 
could you tell us a little bit more about the content? So as you can imagine, we were very excited when the Rheumatology uh, Association, they, uh, they asked mm -hmm. us about if we, if we were interested. So um, we jumped at the idea. I can imagine. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so we, we thought that what was needed was especially the contact with the rheumatologists. So we all know when we go to see our rheumatologist, we only have like 20 minutes, sometimes half an hour if we're lucky. And, and that's not enough time to get all of our uh, questions answered. So uh, we started with the idea of having a rheumatologist. And, and from that, we developed into, so what else do we need? And we ended up with um, a, a course consisting of seven times where people met face-to-face. -face. This was uh, before COVID. Um, so one time was a rheumatologist where they could ask all the questions they wanted and get the answers. So, of course, a rheumatologist who knows about lupus and, and mm -hmm. uh, sees a lot of lupus patients and has the experience. The second time is with a lupus nurse, so a specialized lupus nurse who also deals with a lot of lupus patients who could tell more about the medication, everyday life, how do you accommodate lupus into your life and what does it mean, what are your future perspectives. Then we had a physiotherapist because we all know moving is very important and especially when you have a disease like this, you have to keep moving, keep being active. Uh, and an occupational therapist, because people need sometimes to have special um, chairs, uh, tables, um, they have the workplace uh, environment changed, or even at home, they might have some things that can help. Um, then we also have a psychologist. And actually, we have two times with a psychologist. First time is to get to know a bit more about what does it mean for the psyche when you get a chronic disease. Um, and maybe to ask a lot of questions now and here and now. And then a week later, they can come back and they have had some time to think about the input from the psychologist and maybe also ask their uh, family and friends what they feel, what they want to ask. And then that's the time for, for discussing that. The last time is with a social worker. So this is for when you have all the disease-specific things in order. Now you need to move on with your, with your life. So where am I in life? Am I in school? Am I working? And can I keep working? And if I can't, what are my uh, options? So it's really a, a very, as you can see, a very big course where we sort of touch upon all aspects of life, hopefully. And we've kept it with a week in between. Uh, because we want people to to think about the situation. And often it helps if it's in the weekends, because then people have time of mm -hmm. work, of school. Uh, and, of course, of some of these sessions, they can bring their relatives as well, so they can learn more about lupus and more about the situation. But mostly it's only for the students, which also brings a group dynamic where people talk with each other, discuss the situations, and it really helps to find a group of people who have the same situation as, as yourself. And we're now thinking about having online segments after COVID because one of the big issues is, of course, to take time off and all the the, the traveling and everything can be very hard when you have a, a chronic disease. Okay, seems like you've thought about uh, all the different disciplines. Very nice. Now, Jeanette, you just mentioned that there's a lot of people involved in, in the organization of uh, this program. So what does it require from the volunteers in your patient organizations to run this program? Well, at first, we, we 
planned the uh, the program together with the rheumatism association so identifying speakers finalizing the program and they took care of all the funding and everything else so we didn't have to worry about that that was That's good yeah of. yeah <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. big thing uh, so it's our job to prepare each session so finding the rooms where we can meet taking care of catering if there's any um coordinating the speakers the participants and making the participants feel welcome and and know that they are free to speak as they want. Okay. And as a patient yourself, Janet, how do you benefit from this training? Yeah, well, as Lena also alluded at at the beginning, when you get a diagnosis like lupus, you sort of feel lost at the beginning. Um, and many people, they actually start self-isolation because they feel like I'm I'm in danger of getting... Uh, disease so uh, I can't be exposed to the outside environment and and that's not healthy mm-hmm. to self-isolate so just getting out into society again uh, is is a huge step and can be very daunting um, so it helps to have knowledge and to get answers to all of your questions of course through this uh, course but because lupus is such a heterogeneous disease uh it's you can't say two lupus patients are the same so to be able to handle your disease the way you have lupus better it really helps to have a course like this you get a new direction in life and a new idea of where where am i going to end up if all goes like this in the future um so it's really it makes you prepared for the rest of your life and actually as a side benefit we get a lot of new volunteers through this training mm-hmm. so because we've had it so many times people learn a lot about lupus and they can actually also uh, give advice to others so all the knowledge they received through this training they can give to others afterwards so it's really a win-win situation yeah you might think that you find a lot of information on the internet these days of course about lupus but then this course is well something extra then it is and it takes uh, it, it starts with you and it concentrates about you as a person and that really helps Let's take a short break now to share more information about an exciting new development, the first ULAR online course for patient research partners. Patient research partners are people with RMDs who collaborate with researchers as equal team members during all stages of a research project. The demand on patient representation in rheumatology research is growing every year. To be meaningfully involved in different research projects, people with RMDs benefit from specific education and training. Therefore, this online course was developed for those people with RMDs who want to provide the patient's perspective in rheumatology research. For more information about the course, visit the ULR School website now and register until the 30th of November. Now, Lena, running such a program is is one thing, but how do you measure the effects afterwards? Because you have to do some explanation to your uh, funding organizations too. So has the program been a success with your patients? Yes. uh, In our planning, we decided that we wanted to make it as a pilot project uh, where we we ran uh, uh, three courses with uh, uh, 37 uh, 
patients with lupus uh, totally and about 20 relatives. So we did, did the, we did the course, we did run the course three times. Mm -hmm. And we made an evaluation. Uh, we had, we evaluated the courses in two levels. The first level was the organization. I mean, the content of the of the session, the materials to the participants, and the duration of the whole program, and so on. We evaluated that through focus groups uh, with some of the participants. And the second level uh, in the evaluation was the outcome of the participants as a group. And the methods uh, were uh, that we developed two questionnaires, uh, which was given to the participants before and after joining the course. And in these questionnaires, it was it focused on the subjects in the program, for example, medicine, training, mental health, and so on. And in this way, we measured the participants' knowledge and ability to self-management within the different subjects. Uh, and finally, we also ask the patients for ideas in order to optimize our organization and content of the course. Mm -hmm. So it was quite a big evaluation. That's good. But it is necessary when <laughs> yeah. we are, you're doing, when you need to fund, you need to, 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 to show that it helps. And we actually, I don't know if you want to hear some of our results yeah, sure. in the evaluation, yeah. because we are quite proud of them. Of course, of <laughs> we, course. Yes, we actually found that about 88% uh, of the participants found that they have received sufficient information about their disease. That was one of our goals. And about 80% had got tools in order to manage the physical, emotional, and social cha uh, challenges that comes when you get lupus. Mm -hmm. And about two-thirds of them also experienced that the program had given them more knowledge about the pos possibility of maintaining that job. It's actually an important thing because many of the participants were younger, younger persons in job, mm -hmm. and about yeah. uh, sixty percent also uh, uh, said that they would continue the lifestyle changes as the program had initiated. So we think that was uh, very good uh, outcomes. Uh, for our course, and it's very important because we we continue to do funding in order to continue the courses. Okay, very well. Well, congratulations, both of you, with a very nice program. Um, I assume that um, people can contact the Danish Rheumatism Association if they have any more questions or would like to to see if it can be maybe adopted in another country or in some form definitely okay. yes yes then and then maybe i should tell you that we actually have some thoughts here after the covid because we had to to stop the courses the physical courses uh, because of covid but we hope to start again soon and we have some thoughts of of turning some of the the contents to digitalized uh, mm -hmm. offers instead it could it could make it easier and maybe also a bit cheaper to run the courses. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we're going to de develop develop the course nowadays. Okay. Well, we are we are working collaborating already on this new <laughs> new way method yeah. of online training okay. instead. I'm well, looking forward to hear any results of that as well in the more digitalized world these days. Okay. Thank you very much, Lena and. Uh, 
Jeanette. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. So thank you for listening and thank you to our guests, Lena Van Thompson and Jeanette Anderson for teaching us how to create a patient training program. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Join us again for our next episode. If you don't want to miss it, please don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes or other podcast platforms so that you get notified when the episode is available. Until next time.